You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. The year is 3129. Mankind is adrift in the stars. Giant spaceships hurdle the last of humanity towards their destiny, whatever it may be. Only one thing can keep them going and power these great ships will feed the minds and spirits of these people. And that is the last brewing company to survive in the future, Circle Brewing. So great was their product that they indeed became the legendary Earth Brewers. But, you know, it's right now, 2018, or maybe 2019, depending on when you're listening to this. And you can get Circle Brewing right by going into Austin, by stopping into their uh, brewery on Breaker Lane. Or you can get it in convenience stores where there's all sorts of good stuff. Uh Martin, you're from the future. What do you think? Well, I tell you, Austin is a city with no shortage of breweries, but this is some of the best I've ever had. Well, there you go. You, you can't ask somebody who's going to give you a truer thing about beer than Mr. Martin Thomas because he's an alcoholic. <laughs> now finally we'll go through this as quickly as possible the top 10 of everything or top 10 movies whatever choice you made for your final very best of the year list you know what let's start with Shaq. Shaq, why don't you tell us what is your top 10 list okay so my top 10 i got number 10 i got widows widows Ooh. got unfairly like in your end of the box office and i'm upset because this may be the best ensemble cast of the year especially daniel kaluuya stealing every scene as the scariest motherfucker since uh javier bardem in no country wow uh Number nine is Mission Impossible Fallout. You can't believe that fucking 50-year-old Tom Cruise is still doing this shit for real. Uh, (laughs) Did you hear the the bit about um, when he almost, uh, when when he fell off that, um, what was it, the rope on the helicopter and they literally thought that he fell to his death um, on the ground? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's the power of Scientology, baby. (laughs) Dude, he is, (laughs) this is some of the most insane action that's not The Night Comes for Us that I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, number eight is Upgrade. We've talked about it already. It's really good mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah, Upgrade. Number no, Tom Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> number seven is Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary that made me cry my fucking eyes out about oh, a, not great. even less than a week ago. This literally was the last thing I saw before I put out my top ten, and I was a fucking wreck. Uh, number six and number five are basically a tie. They're interchangeable. It's Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther. The fucking okay. MCU was on one this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm upset. This thing, I was trying so hard not to get Black Panther out of my top five, but God, it was it was hard as fuck. Uh, <laughs> number four, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. We already talked about it. It's, a, it's an animation marvel on top of being an amazing Spider-Man story. Maybe the best one ever. Uh, number three, I've talked about this on like 10 other freaking one of us shows, Bodied. It's surprising yes. to made number three, but it's one of the funniest things I've seen this year and one of the most hard-hitting movies I've seen this year. This movie will piss you off, and if it doesn't, it, y- something's wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, people, two, go, go back and listen to our review that we did. It was uh, Shaq, me, and Ben, and Brad, and we... Like, literally, we were just having a blast because we were still off that high of laughing our butts off that entire film. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, it's, it's incredible. Like, literally worth actually getting YouTube premium for. Uh, oh, yes. Number two, if Beale Street could talk, 
Barry Jenkins, again, I mentioned, is two for two for making me cry my eyes out, and he might be one of the best American filmmakers working right now. This nice. movie is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and it made me an absolute puddle of just tears. Uh, <laughs> and number one, we, we, I can't talk about it because Chris already did. But Blind Spotting really is the best movie of the year. It manages to switch tones so effectively in a way that feels so natural. It addresses so many things like gentrification, uh, racial identity, and all these other things in a way that's so unique. It feels something out of, like, the best of Spike Lee. Something he would do without it being as blunt. It's so funny. It's so dramatic. It's so emotional. It's so powerful. I can't talk about this shit enough. And I'm genuinely pissed it. that nobody is talking about this movie, too. Because, I mean, I, dude, there should be so much awards contendership for the shit. But because no one's seen it, it's not. It's going to get ignored. Yeah, that's a bummer. Because that's the thing is, like, everyone's giving Black Panther and Black Klansman all the attention. It's like, look, I'm sure, you know, Black Panther is a good movie. I haven't seen Black Klansman yet. I'm sure it's a fine movie. And... Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's, like, awful, <laughs> awful. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. But when you talk about like, the best movies to talk about, like, racial stuff, like, even Blind Spotting, it's not on my top ten, sadly. This but is, it's yeah. really, really good. So this is, I think, the best one that's tackled the racial dynamics. Because you know a lot of them, blind spotting might be the best one because it also addresses shit of now. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's really, really good. So then, Nikki. All right. Well, <laughs> I think I have some repeats in here. Although I'll cut out one cut of the dead since it's not available anywhere. Uh, so my ten is uh, Black Panther. Step in the spotlight. Nice. Uh, my number nine is Barry. Uh, the number eight is The Good Place, uh, continuing to kick ass for its season three, I think. is its third season, right? Yes, yes. And uh, seven, Steven Universe, whichever batch of episodes came out this actual year on whatever season they're on, because <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to keep up with it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Ruby and Sapphire got married this year, so fuck yeah. Uh, I usually play like, what, uh, four or six episodes every three months? It's yeah, or something schedule. like that. It's almost as bad no as Voltron idea. in terms of like the release schedule. Like, wait, wait, what season are we on now for yeah, Voltron? It <laughs> yeah, it's the been the like five years and we had eight yeah. seasons of Voltron. Figure that out. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck is happening? Uh, number six, we'll go into anime. I actually, My Hero Academia season two, I think, or is it season three? I think, I it's, think two. it's season two. But man, the, also the movie was great. I really like that a lot. So plus Ultra Bitch, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see uh, another anime that I just recently watched was that time I got reincarnated by a slime. What? Oh, uh, I heard that was or, great, or, or I got reincarnated as a slime. Sorry, and the I didn't realize yeah, that one's a, I didn't realize that was a subgenre. <laughs> yeah, the that's slime a, is a subgenre of anime. Yeah, no, 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 no not slime, but getting reincarnated because. Because a friend of mine gave me a uh, freaking Dragon Ball manga, whereas that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds even lamer. Dude, it's actually pretty great. Like, it's actually kind of sweet, but yeah, sorry. Go back to yeah, reincarnated by a slime. What, what is yeah. it? I'm, the title is literal, but yeah, what is it? Like, uh, it's what, like what's uh, he, this guy gets killed, and for some reason he gets you get reincarnated, but not everyone gets reincarnated the same way. He gets reincarnated, like, mm-hmm. via a video game. He gets into a new world, and he gets a body based off of his, what he was last thinking about as he was dying. So he's thinking, oh my god, all this blood, uh, there's all this blood is leaking out of me, I need that. And suddenly, it, it, you hears in his head a request, like, request accepted, uh, creating body that does not require blood. 
and and you're like huh i'm pretty sure you would think the opposite of that of like i need that blood so i'm not sure what the request is like and then he's like oh it's so cold and he's like oh building body that's resistant to cold or temperature changes and uh he gets reincarnated as this i think he's thinking about all the uh, oh man all those girls i didn't get to ogle or something and he gets a predator skill that allows him to absorb other skills oh my god And he becomes he becomes a god of this universe because he's so he ends up becoming so powerful because of this uh, ability to absorb other people and skills, and the he can uh, upgrade other societies. He he upraises a goblin village until they worship him as their deity, and you kind of can't blame wow. them because he. He comes in and, and uh, uh, heals them with all his health potions that he's created, but it looks like he's just healing them via the via Christ, and then he makes them evolve by giving them their names and then rests for three days, But of, because, of course, on the third day he rises again. <laughs> and, like, this, it's, so, it's so crazy, and he kind of just kind of goes along with it because it's like, well, I don't really have anything better to do, so I guess I'll just become this leader of these uh of these uh goblins that oh they're being attacked by the wolves okay i'll decapitate the wolf's leader and now that they're subservient to the goblins and are now their new steeds like the wargs and lord of the rings oh no the dwarves are on us now i guess i gotta go subjugate them like he's almost like this warlord on accident <laughs> like but he's so nice about it <laughs> wow and uh yeah i just found it very like it's very like this is really weird and not like anything else i've ever watched before but pretty amusing overall um number four is infinity war for just all the reasons we stated as before Mm -hmm. uh number number three upgrade uh as the better version of the venom movie that came out this year (laughs) and uh it makes me want to make a movie with uh, uh all the character all the actors that look like other actors like tom hart uh uh Logan Marshall Green is Tom Hardley. Natalie Portman is Kieran Knightley. Or uh, Orlando Bloom or uh Luke Evans is not Orlando Bloom. But uh, Dane DeHaan is not Lee Marcus son or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Worthington is is not uh, uh Joel Edgerton or, or Jai Kit Courtney. Harrington or or Jai Courtney or Oh man. Or Hansel Taylor Elgort Kitch, is or not any of those white douche bros. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, number two, the night comes for us, and number one, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, That's those awesome. are. I, I I wish mine were a little bit different than everybody else's, but Into the Spider Verse was such a uh, such a fantastic film. Oh, it was great. Uh, I really can't wait to see it again. Yeah, I I, I really want to buy that movie and get it because I'm like, yeah, this this movie was just so like even for my family because we all want to go see it together, and not all of them are into Spider Man. But they were just hooked, you know, just like, wow, it's so beautiful, it's so involving, it's it's surprisingly dark and emotional, too, at points, where I'm just like, wow, I did not expect the movie to go there, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, From the yeah. production logos, the movie's already like, alright, I'm in. <laughs> like, you never see that about any movie, you're just like, yo, when they show the production logos remixed to oblivion, you're like, oh, <laughs> this is something different. 
Well, even just the small stuff, like when they're like, uh, when they realize that one of them might have to stay behind when they activate the arc reactor and like sacrifice themselves, they all go, I'll do it. Because they're all Spider-Men and they're all yeah. self-sacrificing, <laughs> guilt-ridden fucking heroes. Oh, and oh my gosh, like, yeah, Nicholas Cage, the best in this movie. <laughs> Spider-Noir. We don't pick the ball, like room, the we just dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I like drinking egg cream, so I like fighting Nazis. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I said, sometimes I said the match burns in my fingertips just, just so I can feel something. It's like, wow, yeah, that is feel something. dark, Anything. but relatable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome, too. If you get a chance to see it on YouTube, they have a um, they have a video where they show actors doing the voice work for those scenes. And watching Nicolas Cage read the lines they had to give is amazing because he's just so into it, into those scenes. <laughs> it's because always windy where I go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like Humphrey Bogart, yeah. <laughs> All right, then, uh, Bradley. All right, number 10, uh, Annihilation, because sometimes it's okay to see the beauty and the incredibly crushing sadness all around us. And number nine, Game Night. Uh, I love board games. I love card games. I love playing games. And uh, this film implemented that kind of lifestyle perfectly into great comedy hijinks i want to go to your game nights now they sound pretty awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i have so many board games it's crazy um what am i eight number eight mirai Uh, this one hit me like a nostalgia bomb man you know i remember being single then married then had my first child then my second one and then all the rest and it's crazy, man. I, you know, I have seven kids, right? But seeing yeah. <laughs> seeing little Coon play with uh, Mirai, I was like, oh, let's have another one. You know? <laughs> wow. Anyways, where, where, where am I at? Where am I at? Yeah, the the movie hit me hard, and I, I loved it. And just the the idea that family lives with you even when they're gone, you know, one of the many, 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 many themes about how important family is through Mirai. So I enjoyed it. Um, what is that? Seven. Number seven, um, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. And uh, why not? Everything else as well, you know. I enjoyed his directorial debut. Uh, surprised he can actually carry a note. Usually when an actor insists to sing in a role, it's um, bad. Emma Watson looking at you at Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, you know, he had grown. like three three professional Broadway-level, opera-level singers in Beauty and the Beast, and Emma Watson is the lead? Yeah. Are you freaking When Luke me? Evans is a better singer than the main characters, that's kind of a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, and I thought Luke Evans was more charming and charismatic and fun than the Beast was, so it was just a mess. Why does it guest on, Anyways, man? this isn't the worst of... <laughs> it's not the worst of two years ago, so I'm going to move on. Where was I? A Star is Born? Oh, and the soundtrack's great. Gaga. I've been a huge fan of Gaga since her, um, ironically enough, SNL performance. <laughs> so, next up we have Avengers Infinity War. You know, my big theater experience with this, other than the snap... I just want to bring up when he's like, Stark, I hope they remember you. And he's about to kill him. There was this uh, probably 18 to 25-year-old woman that screamed, No! <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, you know, it, it wasn't funny at the time because I think the whole audience as a whole wanted to laugh that she screamed it, but they all felt like, oh, no, that that, that just established it. He's going to die. Don't kill him. So it was like that. 
It was like that's real. Like everyone, yeah. everyone thought the same thing. It's like no, he might really die here. So oh, that's yeah. genuine. Yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, very. You know, and I usually don't put big action blockbusters on my list because I'm a snob. <laughs> But I enjoyed that theater experience, and then watching it again. My wife, you know, she's like, "Oh, you've read a, you've read comics. I've read so many comics as a kid. Do you think our kids can see this?" And I told her, "Well, there's something Thanos does, and no way they go through with it. I'll go see it first, you know, and let you know." And she's like, "Well, what does he do?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna say because if he does it, it's kind of a huge spoiler. I'll see it first and let you know." <laughs> so. <laughs> You're just trying to see without any interruptions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. I want to bring these fucking kids. So here's the bad part. I saw it, came home after the midnight showing on, I think it was Thursday of the week it was released. She's like, so did he do that thing? And I was like, we should go see that again. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll go see that again. Let's go see it again. So Saturday, you know, my wife, who loves Tom Holland as Spider-Man, I'll just say, and my son, oldest son, are like sobbing at the end. And she looks at me and she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You said you you were going to see it first to prevent this kind of thing. And I was like, "Uh, but it was so good. It's the Empire Strikes Back for a new generation. You know, it's. It's good. It really is. Oh, that's a good. Children analogy. need to learn yeah. moral lessons. Come on. I agree. Well, my oldest, learn about you know. Mortality. Well, then they yeah. can also learn this the uh, importance of not looking at IMDb and going like, "Oh yeah, Spider-Man Two is coming out." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I told my oldest. You know, to calm him down. Like he's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, <laughs> the heroes always win in these stories. I promise. But then, you know, I was thinking, you know, on the way out of the theater, oh, man, I need to get to IMDb and make sure what I said is true. <laughs> Anyways. So where am I? Am I on my top five already? One, two, three. Yeah, top five. Okay, number five. Sorry to bother Ooh. you. Now, I love crazy. You know, that's why Upgrade's on my list as well. I love, like, crazy, off-the-wall, insane storytelling that also has something to say about the real world we live in. And I'm just going to leave it at that. The third act reveal of this movie, it's incredible. Um, Army Hammer, I know, as a lead, gets a lot of shit for being boring as hell. Uh, For example, uh, the Lone Ranger. Ignore anything that he's a star in, because as a secondary character in these smaller movies, he's freaking fantastic. And the Keith Stanfield... um, I really think he should be a leading man for the rest of his career. I think if they are going to do another abomination of Death Note on Netflix, a live-action Death Note, ditch every single character except Lakeith Stanfield as L and start from there because he is absolutely fantastic. Um, a white people voiced, I have no idea what it means, but I'm pretty sure I have one, and it's very <laughs> strong. Oh, Shaq can tell and, you uh, that both. I'm sure you and I are like the whitest <laughs> little white voices that people would use in these things. Yes, yeah. basically, like it, it's it's making it it's it's hard to really describe. But this the fact that there's a whole movie about code switching, yeah, which is what it's called, is astounding to me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, of course. Um, Oh, Tessa Thompson, is that? She's on my list yeah. twice, actually, now that I see this. Annihilation as well. She's, yeah, she's stunning. You know, Creed 2 just missed my list by a little bit because um, kind of, maybe it's because, again, I'm a dad now, but I thought the ending was brutal. and Like, throwing, ugh. Anyways, 
I don't want to spoil Creed 2. Uh, we can get into that some later time. Moving on, uh, everyone, just go watch Sorry to Bother You. You might think it's a horrifying experience and that I've recommended something that's changed you forever, to which I say, good, people should change. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Next up, number four, uh, First Reformed. Oh, number four. And really? uh, Justin, yeah, you're probably thinking this should be higher on my list, but we'll get After into that. After how much that. you hyped it up, First Reformed is... Yeah. Well, I I really liked this movie, uh, the existential crisis of faith, and what our responsibility is towards the earth. If God created the earth, then why do we treat it like shit and use our treating it like shit in the name of God? Just one theme of many many themes in this brilliantly acted, uh, Oscar-worthy performance from Ethan Hawke. Um, the reason why it wasn't much higher because my top three, they. They're like lifers for me. So number three, and uh, I'm really glad Davey isn't here to hear this. Number three is blind spotting. <laughs> You're glad he isn't here for this? Because, <laughs> you know, for the longest time when me and Davey talk, I'd, I've been like, well, you know, there's first reformed every time he brought up blind spotting because <laughs> I haven't seen blind spotting yet. <laughs> and it would just irritate him. And yeah, I, I, I apologize if you're listening, Davey. I'm sorry that I like to bug you, but, you know, you're right. Blind Spotting is an incredible film. I grew up in California, a nice part of California where there, you know, I, I pretty much was the gentrification going on in my town. So uh, just seeing things from... A different perspective after deciding who someone really is and with all the othering that's going on today guys there's so much othering going on i think this film is a must must watch for everybody okay moving on number two upgrade and you know i i said my piece about upgrade for my three fave things of the year and number one also it's already been talked about a lot spider-man into the spider-verse wow, two number ones for that one well, as as a father of seven, I swear I'm going to say that in every podcast from Brad, the rest you're, of my life. And I'm still good. I'm still going to be in disbelief, like, bruh. <laughs> you are a future reality TV show, Brad. Seriously, no, father I don't of think seven. So. That's that's all up to those. If if I had seven all at the same time, <laughs> maybe. But seven now is it's really not that big a deal. But into the Spider Verse. Just as a father, when an animated film comes out that the kids like, you have to see it probably 40 times a year. And if it's really popular, 40 times oh. a month. So Into the Spider-Verse was so good. It had me in tears at least three times. I loved all the Spider-Men in this and the Spider-Women. <laughs> um, and just the fact that, you know, when my kids ask me, why do you read comic books still? You're a grown-up. My friends say that grown-ups aren't supposed to read comic books. I go, you know, I like them. And my son asked me once, well, what makes a hero to you? And I told him, whenever you watch a superhero movie, and again, this was in the heart of the Batman v Superman era, I told him, look for the character that wants to help. And all the Spider-Men in this did. So that made me feel like uh, pretty good as a dad giving advice. So, <laughs> And uh, as far as um, the impact of the story of uh, the Spider-Verse goes, you know, we have Infinity War on this list. I do, you know, and Spider-Man and Spider-Verse is on this list as well. And people are like, eh, it's animated. Animated films are for kids. Uh, only one Spider-Man this year isn't coming back, and it's not from Infinity War. Oh, yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. 
you know, so. Yeah, that's my list. Thank you, and uh, awesome. good night. No, that was great. That was <laughs> awesome. All right, London. Okay, um, this list. Okay, when it gets, like, the these aren't really in the proper order, but when it gets to, like, five down, those are pretty much okay. kind of it. So, all right. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All's a really good list. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so. no, it's your personal list, man. Don't, don't yeah, No apologies. Them. No apologies here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so for number ten, uh, Supermansion season three. Oh, cool! Now, if anyone doesn't know anything about Supermansion, it's a uh, shout out to Davey. We did a review on um, uh, on Intern Cast, but the it's about a group of superheroes who they all live in a mansion, and uh, they're basically just kind of it's like a satire and just all goofing off. It's claymation. The robot chicken guys made it. Oh, and, okay. That's yeah, a that's yeah, Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I thought the the first season was pretty good. The second season dipped for me. The third season is like really I think they found their stride. Like it's it's funny, it's dark. Um they really kind of play up like different aspects of the like the heroes and the villains. Like we see we see like the complexities of both and we're like sometimes you you like them and sometimes they'll do something really horrific and it's like wow it's like and it's like off the blue pad so that's why i thought like okay this is i think it was really interesting and two the the jokes they got they got really much tighter because in the last i think in the season two there were two like they would like kind of hammer a joke to to the ground and this one they kind of like they hammered but not it, it won't they don't kill it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's good enough so that's why i think it's so oh, that works um Okay, it's, number nine is a, another uh, film festival pick. It's a Cinepocalypse. It's called uh, Heavy Trip. And it's a Finnish film uh, about a group of metalheads who want to travel to a film festival and uh, um, perform. Now, it's kind of boring, like for the first half, but the music. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I was sitting in my chair, my headphones in, and I was just like, I did not expect to hear, like, I felt like I was at a real performance. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's a quiet film, you know, it's in it's in Finland, you know, everyone's like, hey, you know, these guys are weird, it's like a coming of age, hey, we're trying to do our thing. But when they play the music, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I'm getting, if this has a soundtrack, <laughs> I'm getting this, and I'm, and I'm metal, if you're a headbanger, <laughs> if you're a metalhead, this is totally for you, so I was like... That's that's the one thing that just that elevated it so much for me was just hearing that death metal music. So yeah, so okay. Yeah. All right, my number eight, Teen Titans go to movies. Yeah. <laughs> one of the most like one of the set pieces in this damn movie is one of the craziest things I'd ever seen, and I did think they actually have the boss to do it, and it's so good. Oh the my! Fucking God. time travel shit. Oh my gosh! The, the whole the sub to that is funny, and then the like <laughs> the result of which. Yeah, <laughs> it's maybe the darkest joke I've ever seen DC ever do, and it's so brilliant. Wow, you know. And the thing is, multiple people. There's a lot of dark. Like the the song, the um, well, they actually got the um, what was it the the pick you up '80s, the '80s satirical song or something. Yes, and then, <laughs> the ending to that is great. <laughs> it actually got Michael Bolton to sing it. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> oh, and also yeah. another good movie with Nicolas Cage in the voiceover. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. 
was, oh my god, the jokes they had with him were just great too. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, you know I think digital noise. They said it best. It's, it's Deadpool for kids, and it, it is. I mean, it's it's fun. Like I actually do enjoy the show as well because it's it's interesting. It feels it's hard to explain, but I feel like they it, being in the shadow of a show that's much beloved. They thought, well, you know what? Let's just go extreme. They screwed us over with these other shows. Let's just go extreme with this one. And I gotta say, they did it, and <laughs> it's really fun and absurd. So I think you know, kids. It's it's a nice in between, you know, uh, like Pixar and um, and Illumination, because like Pixar, you can have a conversation with your with the kids, <laughs> and yeah. Illumination is just hot garbage. So it's like <laughs> this is a good in between for kids to enjoy. <laughs> So, so yeah, the fact, that they get, the fact that they go so obscure with some of their DC shit, like oh, the, yeah. that whole subplot with like that one team. I don't remember what their name was. I think it's like Guardians of the Unknown or some shit like that. Yeah, but oh. I'm like, that is such a deep cut. Like we're talking like bottom of the ocean level deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> what they do to them is so. Funny. Yeah, they... Alpha Flight is more recognizable than them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love. But Alpha it works. Flight. And yeah, no, there's jokes literally like almost every 0.5 seconds. Mm. It's so rapid. Not all of them work, but when they do, it's like some of the funniest shit you'd see this year oh, or yeah. last year. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I did like also like the fact that they changed, played around with animation too. You know, the whole. But I'm not. I won't spoil too much. Yeah. Guys, have fun. Watch it. You know, watch it with the kids. You know, they'll laugh too. So yeah. um, on to number seven. Uh, this is gonna be somewhat obscure, but it's a Netflix original film. I am not an easy man. And oh, it's a. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I was like, hey, wait, it's like, are you saying you're not easy? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me of, like when I was on I intro.cast, We talked about I love dick, and I'm like, we have to keep saying that throughout the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate the people who make this move the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, I'm not an easy man. <laughs> Um, it's a French comedy, uh, that's kind of, the whole, the whole setup is a man who's, he's, he's sexist and sexist, chauvinist, blah, 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 whatever, playboy. He gets hit on the head and he travels to an alternate universe where there's a matriarchy instead of a patriarchy. So women are in charge. Women act like men and the men are more kind of, they're more feminine or put in more subordinate roles and everything. It's very heavy handed as you can tell, but (laughs) It's generally funny. It's like, it's funny and like, it is highbrow comedy, but it's funny. Like, there's just stuff in there that, like, just, it, like, the, the little things that I don't, like, you know, I, I don't notice as a guy. And I'm like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> it's like, like, at one point, they go to a strip club, and it's, you know, it's, it's this guy's stripping instead. Oh, and no. they're doing it in, like, feminine ways. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, oh, wow, that is true. That's subjugating. Wow. Okay. And, yeah. No, they have, you got you got my curiosity um, aroused. I want to I want to check this out. No, it, it's really if you and also if you're a film buff, like if you if you have like you know took film classes, like there's a lot of stuff like talk about the male gaze, you know, in cinema, you know, the auteur, not auteur tour theory, but you know how they well, the way they film the, the director film men, uh, women versus men, and women are always kind of filmed in like a certain feminine and sensual way. They did that thing to men, <laughs> so they reversed it. 
Okay. So women are like played like normally, whatever. And then the men, there are scenes with the men, like they're just there just to be like, he plays the whore. Damn. <laughs> like, is, like they took like classic oh, 1960s tropes and just reversed it. And it's like, it made me think about it, like, oh my God. Wow. All so, right, yeah. what else you got? Okay, yes. <laughs> so number six, um, Paddington 2. Yay! Yeah, yeah Paddington <laughs> It came out. Um, it came out on Christmas in Britain, but it came out in January here. And I, I now here's the thing. Paddington One is my favorite, one of my favorite family films of all time. Same. I think it's a masterpiece. This one is not at that level, but it's still really good. It's very sweet. It's very touching. It's very fun. Uh, oh God, I forgot his name. What is his name? Um, damn it, he's a Hugh Irish Grant? guy. Um, oh wait, uh, the, no. the main character. No, no, no. Um, he was in a prison. I forgot. Damn it. Oh, Gleason? Oh, Brendan Gleason. Yes, yes, Gleason. Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Um, he was so good. <laughs> he was funny. <laughs> he was really funny in this movie. Him, Hugh Grant, they were just... It, you know, I, I love the fact, too, they, they, they did some jokes in the last one, and they brought it back here, but <laughs> it still worked. Yeah, a hard <laughs> stare. Yeah, no, I, I love it that uh, they un, you know, people unironically are saying that um, uh, Hugh Grant's, like, one of the best supporting actor performances of the year. I totally agree. That dude, like, stole the scene every time he was on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, the part where they show him just he keeps changing disguises and then, like, <laughs> they brought back that joke of that guy in the last one who, who likes men in drag for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Incredibly attractive lady is on the run. <laughs> Stop that stunning woman. Yes. <laughs> the, actually, all the callbacks worked really well, which surprised me because usually callbacks are um, a signifier of laziness, but they they worked really well in the Paddington franchise. Yeah. Hopefully there's a third one. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely look for it. And I, I, like I said, I love this director. I think he has a great visual style too. Mm-hmm. Movies just look beautiful. And they have like... I, I like the way he uses visuals to, like, you know, the certain colors to represent, like, adaptation or change and stuff or t- people's mood and whatnot. So, yeah, that's what I said. Definitely, definitely check out Pan into a great, great family film and a better adaptation than Christopher Robin. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dick. Okay. Number five, uh, Colette. Hey. Yeah, Screener Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, when I went to see, like, I went to the theater. I, I didn't, you know, I heard it was good, but I was like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's a, again, I still had movie pass, so I'm like, might as well use it. <laughs> I was so surprised how good it was. Like, I, I was like, wow, I'm really into it. And I got so, actually, it was really like, I like Kira Knightley. I liked, um, what's what's his name? Oh, the guy played Willie, uh, that actor. Well, anyways, I, I like I liked, I liked Willie's performance. I, I thought it was just, everything was just, you know, just I, it was just it was an interesting message too, and I, I I can't say much. I actually, and I think I said this in another video, but I actually went and bought like some books <laughs> of collect because I was curious. Oh, and I like them, so yeah. So it brought me enjoyment all around. So yeah, uh, uh, a movie that makes you like reading. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're not like they're not high literature, no, but they're no. like, oh, these are fun. You know, com- these are fun. You know, for straightforward books. Um, so uh, moving on. Number four, uh, season seven or eight of Travel Man. Now, if anyone doesn't know what this is, Travel Man is a British show starring uh, Richard Ayoade. And if you know what Richard Ayoade is, he's the guy in the IT crowd, the guy with the funny hair and the glasses. 
um, everyone loves. Uh, he also he's a he's a director. He does a lot of good stuff. Anyway, he has the the best dry humor of this current generation. He is so funny, and the show is he goes to different countries and he brings he brings a companion with him, and he's just him just like finding you know cheap ways to. Uh, go to hotels or you know go dining or whatever. it's a travel show straightforward but it's just his humor is so on point and just so like every every joke and note he makes is just amazing it's just fun it's just really fun <laughs> so that's what i'd like i definitely recommend travel man like if you because like, like i said travel shows are usually kind of boring or you kind of get irritated because you know, you're watching this person go do whatever but he makes it he makes it fun to watch so that's how i would say recommend it um okay no, number three um you know what's funny? I didn't hear too much about, uh, like, Black Panther. Uh, I love the, love the soundtrack. I love the... I actually like the performances, really. Like, I think mm-hmm. technically there are some issues, because, you know, it's just the action and that, eh, and the uh, whatever with the... Um, the the vision, like, the, the CG... <laughs> could have used absolutely needed some work and yet people yeah. are still trying to push it for best visual effect the oscars i'm like seriously okay fine look no. i'll accept anything else that's the one it probably shouldn't get nominated for no 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 they're right it's just it's not but i mean i like the impact that it brought and you know too like i said i did it's just like the little subtle things you know in black culture i thought was fun just to, like when he came he walked in <laughs> to his uh, sister's lab with those shoes yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are those yeah yeah the no, thing no. Is, is it, yeah no even even though yeah no the effects like don't really hold up or they didn't really hold up from the get-go but just uh, even as an like as a child of an african kid who's grown up with a lot of african culture from like my mom and shit just cool. seeing all that stuff on the screen like on like a major hollywood production and treated with like class and respect because usually africans are treated as like Either like the warlords or the poor, or the super poor people, mm-hmm. but to see them as like actual royalty, like the way I've learned to like see them, that shit almost made me cry my eyes out just on that basis alone. Like that okay. whole ceremony and just seeing all the like all the music and all the like the colors and all the designs of like shit that I used to wear, like going to like African parties with my mom and shit. I'm like, this is I've never thought I'd ever see this shit, and that's why it still holds like a it holds such a special part to me. Like that's why I still like love it to death. No, the and honestly, like I go back to the um to the performances. This the God, I love the women in this movie. Yeah, just the, the, <laughs> they they really showed strong, beautiful African women. I'm like, oh, thank you, God, finally they put it out there. It's like it's like it's like I feel the same with Crazy Rich Asians. Like they finally depicted you know Asian men as attractive. They finally depicted you know black. They really pushed forward to like black women being strong and attractive as well. And it's you know I, I think that's that that works and. And, and two, the 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 dynamics between like the, the father son stuff, I was like, oh my yeah, God, that was that, my favorite that, part of the movie. Uh, Eric yeah, and that that hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the just the part that when um, Killmarker's talking to his father and he becomes a, a kid again, I was like, all right, that yeah, this is this gonna yeah. be some tears. That's <laughs> the best best yep. scene of the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, and also and also that final speech, that that final line he gives before he dies, the one that we were talking about, like yo like toss me with the ships or whatever because like the thing that he was alluding to like the slaves is, like jumping off boats rather mm. than being in bondage i was like the first time i didn't understand i didn't fully understand what he meant the second time i watched it the second he said that tears immediately flowed from my face i was like oh shit mm. that's what he meant nah, i had no idea that's crazy oh that's oh. such a well well written script 
for me. It's uh, maybe one of the it's maybe one of the greatest final lines I've ever seen a yeah. villain have in my fucking life. Like we're talking like Blade Runner, Tears and Rain. Yeah, little. Tears in the Rain, Time to Die. Yeah, I mm. honestly just don't think um, T'Challa could beat Eric in that fight. So I was I was pissed and. <laughs> <laughs> But um, All no, right. it really is good. Um, yeah, gonna enjoy. Well, I need to watch it without like a thousand little voices <laughs> screaming at my head, you know. So. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, what's the rest of your list? Okay. So uh, number two. Um, so there was a show that came on Freeform called uh, Siren, and uh, Siren is about a uh, mermaid, and um, but they're not magical mermaids. They're like monster mermaids, Ooh. and. <laughs> And I'm just okay. So the way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost said, oh, like actual mermaids, but the real mermaids, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. They're like they're actual mermaids, and so it's it's what I like about the show is that it's very um, they take it they take the material seriously. So it's not just it's not like a B movie, like it, you know, mermaid monster mermaids. It seems goofy, but they they all like take it like they like every every act that everyone makes makes sense like every character beat makes sense within the if the contest was going on all makes sense and admittedly about the fourth episode is where it peaked emotionally for me but i still enjoyed watching the rest i was like i'm kind of interested to see where this is going and season two is coming up so thanks i'll definitely say check it out if you're into like mermaids and mermaid lore and like constantly like a nice solid drama series i'd say definitely check out siren um, number one, sticking with the mermaid theme, is another is a film that I saw at a, another uh, at Fantasia Fest, which is called Blue on My Mind. Now, the reason I, I, I feel like I haven't heard of like most of these, I'm like this. I'm trying to think, like no, I've yeah, never. Wow, heard you went like full like indie, stu- you know, indie film kind of yeah. stuff going on here. So. <laughs> That's well, cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. These are the stuff that had the most emotional resonance with me. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, listen, it's your like list. No, list. No problem. That's cool. It's good to open could... doors up. Yeah, too. Yeah, well, it's because the reason why it's number one is actually it's funny enough. I, t- I mentioned this a little bit on um, the border review we did on Screener Squad, where, like I said, I'm not very squeamish. This movie made me squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point where I pulled my knees up to my chest. I didn't know I was flexible to do that anymore. <laughs> I was like sitting in my chair, <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> well, anyways, to get to the point. It's a Swiss-German coming-of-age film about a young girl, a teenage girl. Not only she's going through puberty, but she's turning into a mermaid as well. And she, I know, it's weird, the mermaid theme. It's like, it's a year of mermaids. So she, the way she's turning, she's turning into it, like I said, it's not, this isn't magical. It's, it's body horror. So oh, her, her, her legs are forming. It's just this weird mutated stuff. At, she, she doesn't know what to do, and it's just, these really intense, messed up scenes of her dealing with it. But aside from that, the coming of age part of the story is really solid. And so I'm watching it and she's going through other stuff in her life that's pretty depressing and dark and, and stuff. And so this on top of it is just like this horror mixed in with like this, you know, this compassion you feel for her. It's like a real, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, it causes whiplash. It's like, wow, <laughs> like really, like I'm in this zone of like, you know, this mellow, like, oh, I'm connecting with this character to, like, oh, God, strict body whore. And it's just, oh, like, God. It, oh, God. it got to me. <laughs> so, that's what I mean. This, like, that's, I, the reason I picked this number one is, like, there's still scenes where I, I just think about it. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, so, yeah. Awesome. 
No, it's cool. I, I haven't heard of yeah, like Shaq. I haven't heard of like half of those, so I'm just like, I got it. <laughs> that being said, I'm also happy about the Teen Titans Go love because it honestly, if it wasn't for Spider Man, it honestly might be my favorite animated film of the year. Like, because at first I had Incredibles two, but Incredibles two's kind of fallen so far down for me. Like, it's like I don't hate it. But it's just unmemorable, yep. if that's the, th- the right thing to say. But Teen Titans Go was so novel in how bizarre it is. Mm-hmm. No, no, definitely. That's why I, yeah, I had to put on that. I, I knew Spider-Man is just spider so I was going to talk about it. So I was like, I got to talk about Got to exactly, show some love yeah. to Teen Titans Go. Awesome. Well, hey, so I will cover my last little bits here. Uh, now, I'm going to cheat a little bit and just give a couple shout-outs to a couple things before I get to my top ten movies. Because, I mean, I didn't... Oh, that's bullshit. If I knew I could have done that, I would have done that. <laughs> oh, okay, you know what? I'm, just since we're on the end, I just wanted to say just one quick thing. Uh, Daredevil Season 3, I'm sad it's got canceled, but, man, that show's good, personally. Yep. Uh, Haunting of Hill House, really, really good, but they already talked about it on, on Gathering, so everyone talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 was really great, too, so... Yep. Those are the ones I, I haven't to played that then, yet, but it's uh, my son has it. I'm going to play it as soon as I finish up Red Dead. It's easily the best playing Spider-Man game ever. Like they they nailed out the game gameplay mechanics. Like dead. Oh, that's on. such a low yeah. bar, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, Spider-Man Two. You know, everyone said that, but then this this is better by far. Cool. Um, and oh, I mean, wow. there's just way too many movies, so I could you know I won't even begin to name all of them because there's just too many movies I really like this year. But the one that just got edged out of my number ten spot, it was number eleven, is A Quiet Place. Because uh, it was on there at first, but then I saw Spider-Man. So you'll see that in just a second. But, um, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but Quiet Place was great. Really, really good. Okay, so here we go. Number 10, Mission Impossible Fallout. I really, really dug that a lot. The final helicopter chase sequence is probably one of the best action scenes that happened all year, in my personal opinion. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to say exactly how or who, but the death of the main... <laughs> oh, my God! The death of the main villain <laughs> at the very end was amazing. <laughs> I that was the most definitive death I've ever fucking seen in a movie like this. And I was, God. <laughs> I know. I was just, and it, funny enough, that was one of the first dates I took my fiance to as well, watching this movie. I'm like, it's cool. even more memorable because of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Shaq's going to hate me for this one. I freaking love Green Book. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, I'm gonna see it land either like today or tomorrow, but I'm gonna see the stupid ass shit. Yeah, and you'll hear me on the next show whether it's whether I liked it or not. Look, yeah, I, if uh. people don't like it, I totally get it. It is schmaltzy, it is cheesy, it is you know, it's exactly what you think it is when you watch the trailer. But it's just done so freaking well. Like especially we watched the favorite right before we saw this movie, and we were like super down in the dumps. Like man, that was heavy. This was the pick me up we desperately needed after that film. So, uh, but yeah, it's really good. Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali are both amazing in this film. Like, they both deserve Oscar nominations for this. It's really that good. Um, number eight was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I know, sorry, not my number one, but... Womp, <laughs> it's, womp. But, uh, yeah, this one was a great surprise. And easily... I Yeah, I think this is probably my favorite superhero movie this year, by far. So, really, really good. And this one should win Best Animated Feature, dang it. It is the I best animated so. film that came out this year, by far. Yeah, especially considering yeah. the animation that went into it. It's a visual masterpiece. Oh yeah, uh, number seven, first performed. I, uh, you know, All it's right. funny because I, you know, Brad was talking about it a whole bunch. I'm like, okay, I'll go check it out. I've heard some mixed stuff about it. I was hooked almost from the from the get go. It does have the weirdest like, wait a minute, what was that ending I've ever, I've seen in a while? But everything up to that point was just like, okay, I can see why people like this so much. So, and Ethan Hawke is amazing in this film, absolutely. 
Um, number six is A Star is Born. Really, really liked it. Uh, I actually watched this with Davey. We were here in when in Illinois, and uh, it moved him hardcore. So, yeah. And oh, I, cool. I, I was Like, it, I will warn, though, if you have trigger warning problems with certain topics that are addressed in this film, the very ending of this movie will definitely get you on, you know, like, it, it'll, it'll break you, like, like hard, yeah. like, at the very end. Um, number five, a movie that also, like, totally caught me off guard, really, really loved it, Hereditary. I absolutely adored Hereditary. That's, you know, I feel so ba- bad to say this. Like, yeah, look, I, I get it's also not for everybody. I, I have a lot of movies on my list this year that are movies that are not for everybody, but I liked them. <laughs> but no, um, I, I hear you. This one almost made my list. The only reason it didn't is because of, um, I just don't think the subject matter is very scary. Oh, see, because I actually, yeah, that's one thing I got really unnerved by. Uh, it was just the way it approached the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought Tony Collette, I think she absolutely deserves to get Best Actress nomination for this film. I, I don't yeah. know when, I don't, you know, probably not, but I think she was really one of the best performances I saw all year. Absolutely. Honestly, I think she, I'm the one who thinks, I, like, I'm not even crazy about the movie. Like, I, I liked it up until the ending, because I thought the ending was kind of stupid. <laughs> but I think the her performance, I think she should actually win for it, because it's incredible oh yeah that would be awesome and uh hey props to the people who filmed this movie because they filmed it in utah so that was pretty cool also one of the most maybe still the most horrifying death in the entire maybe of the past oh yes it is nightmarish not just the actual death but everything that happens right after oh man uh one of our students in one of my classes i helped teach uh showed that clip as his teaching example and everybody in the in the group was just like Ooh. <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it was shocking um number four is a movie that i'm surprised wasn't on your list brad but i loved private life uh this is a netflix original movie well again they picked up from sundance but it's the first movie from this director tamara jenkins that she's made in a decade uh, it's uh, Paul Giamatti and Catherine Hahn, where they're um, two uh, a married couple who are sterile and they're trying to have a baby. And it's just their efforts of trying to overcome the fertility problems while also addressing their marriage issues, um, things with their other extended family. It's a really, really deep, emotional, surprisingly super funny movie. Uh, yeah. And it manages to really make you think about it. You know, it's Definitely the best movie I've screened. Uh, I believe oh, that, yeah. yeah with you and me have screened together, so... No, it, oh, yeah, it, but it's down. absolutely, um, yeah, you should check it out. It is on Netflix. You know, gathering up all the information I had off the internet, a lot of what was released in 2018 left off Netflix <laughs> shows. So I'm sure yeah. there's a lot on my list that could have made it that I was just well, too stressed out about Netflix list making. Like, barely advertised this movie, which made me really mad. Which I mean, strange, it started to show up on their original queue a little bit more like when, when like the award season early stuff was coming out. They're like, oh yeah, this movie, we, we need to promote this a little bit. But, yeah, you know, you got Bird Box everywhere, but the amazing stuff is put in the back for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number three, Freaking bodied. I love bodied. That movie was so good. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that is easily one of the best viewing experiences I've ever had watching it with you guys. It was just so much fun. We were we were hooping, we were hollering, we were laughing. It was just yeah, this is literally the main reason to watch uh YouTube Premium, other than Cobra Kai, which I know Nick, you and I both saw that and which is freaking awesome. Fuck yeah, there is no weakness in this dojo. <laughs> I know. That's a sad thing. I'm like, I just didn't see enough TV to like make an official list, but Cobra Kai would totally be on that list if it was. So, uh, number two, Paddington 2. I, I, I was shocked. One of the first movies I saw this Paddington. year, it was just absolutely, it floored me. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, Paddington 2. Yeah, be kind yeah. and polite and the world will be right. 
And my number one movie, I originally at first didn't know if this would make my top five or my top three. But the more I thought about it, the more I just couldn't stop thinking about this film. It's one of the first films I reviewed for Screener Squad. It's Leave No Trace, uh, the new movie from Deborah Grenick. Uh, mm-hmm. So for yeah. people who didn't see this movie, this is the newest one from the director of Winterbone, if you, if you know that one. Yep, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. <laughs> the, one that, the one that blew up uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, so it's um, a new girl here named Thomasin McKenzie, who's the main actor, and then uh, Ben Foster is her dad, where they, li- you know, the, this is pretty much the epitome of the poor white people movie, because they're like literally poor to the poor. They're living like nomadic style in the middle of a national forest. Well, I think he's living the way he wants to, that he feels safest to live. I mean, oh, is, sure. is that a reach or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I say poor only in the sense that they literally are living like, you know, like tar yeah, tents. Yeah, kind much, of but. technically homeless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the whole thing. Is that, that's what I love about this movie so much is that, yes, I know it's from a very white perspective, but it really deals with the idea about, you know, the problem with PTSD, the, the way we handle veterans and homeless uh, societies, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way we handle rural farming communities and how they're pretty much being obliterated by big banks of government. Uh and it's really, really just emotionally involving. Like, literally, the ending of this movie was one, kind of like, you know, quite a few other movies this year. It just made me think so hard after yeah. I, got, I walked away. I'm just like, I I need to process this. I need to really, like, think about how I feel about this movie. But, yeah, this movie, huge surprise. I'm so sad. It's, again, one of those movies. How is it that two of the very best movies of the year that were directed by women are just being totally ignored this, you know, coming Oscar season? Where it's like, yeah, these are some of those involving movies of the year, and it's diversity voting for women directors. But, yeah, nothing. Yeah, who knows? There is a scene in this movie, a a quick sequence. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but I was literally seething and shaking with anger when it happens. Uh, I'll tell you what it is later, because it's very quick. But, um... Yeah, go out and see Leave No Trace, and someday when Ben Foster finally gets his due, um, you'll get to say you were on board with him all along, so. It's a problem that he has to really do something that isn't a Ben Foster character, because this is, like, the epitome (laughs) of the Ben Foster character, the, you know, unstable, deranged guy, but done the best that he's ever done it, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So there we go. After this epic-length recording, we have covered the very best of 2018, like, thoroughly at this point. Yeah. No. Even though there's a lot of shit I know we missed, but there's so much. <laughs> no, that's, and that's the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, because there's no way we could cover all the stuff. Because 2018 was a great freaking year for just entertainment in general, I think. Yeah, no, there's, t- there's like I said, this is the hardest I've ever had to build a top five or even a top ten. <laughs> yeah. Because there was just too much shit. I'm like, literally my top, like the top four, like blind spotting, Beale Street, Body, Spider-Man, were literally within hairs of yeah. each other of just like switching complete spots like it's hard as fuck this year yeah so then uh any last thoughts for everybody uh nick oh geez i mean there's plenty of stuff we didn't even get to talk about um was the season three of rick and morty this year Uh, i think that was last year wasn't it i think that was last last year yeah okay then uh then uh yeah then nothing immediately comes to mind for me okay um brad anything um, I didn't see Roma, but I'm glad that it didn't make anyone's list because maybe that means I didn't miss out too bad. No, Roma. <laughs> Honestly, no, the thing is, it's it's number twenty, and the thing is, it's good. But the first, I would say, the first thirty forty minutes is dry as fuck. Yeah, but it's like it's beautiful to look at, but it's really dry. It's not until like the yeah the second and like the late in the second act and the third act or when it really oh, goes. Okay. Like, oh, this is shit. Is this shit? Well, yeah. yeah, no, that's the problem. But, it's, it's it's literally like the most beautiful scrapbook I've ever watched. It's like it's it's one of the best yeah. shot movies I've ever seen. But you're just watching 
things happen for the most part. You just I'm yeah, I'm I won't be against it winning like best picture, but I'll be like, eh, there's there's better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's things I like yeah. more. Yeah. No, but that yeah, that one's easily like it should win a cinematography award, I think. It's one of the most gorgeous films I've seen in years, for sure. Uh Brad I mean, sorry, not Brad. London. <laughs> well, you know, I, I kinda look at my list and I'm like, I didn't know how obscure all my stuff was and I'm like, oh yeah. I really need to get out more. Uh, <laughs> 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 but um, one that I wanted to mention, but I couldn't because I only saw a couple um, moments or a couple episodes, was Who is America with Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. God, is and that I, shit funny? Yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do it, man. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, yeah it, just, it is. It grossed me out too much. When he Even was the stories outside of the show are uncomfortable. Like, when they found out, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we may have stumbled upon a pedophile ring. And you're just like, oh, no. And they di- and the FBI didn't investigate yeah. it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That just makes me oh. so angry. Well, that, uh, Anyways. on an easy note. <laughs> no, and then... Uh, That's me. <laughs> my job, everyone. My job is finished. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I did. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, if you were talking about shit I missed, I forgot to mention my shit real quick. Uh, a simple favor, which shouldn't work by any intents and purposes, but it does. Uh, Overlord, which feels like a movie which we haven't gotten in a long time. It's a great fucking genre mashup. Oh, okay. Uh, I know Nick didn't like it, but I love Manhunt. It's the most John Woo, John Woo movie ever made. <laughs> John Woo. Revenge, which is a rape and revenge movie that doesn't feel exploitative, which is a fucking miracle. Um, All About Nina, which yes. is probably one of the most understated best act- like actress performances I've seen this year. Mary Elizabeth Winstead should be getting some attention for it, but she's not. And two movies that I saw at TIFF, which technically don't come out here until next year, but Greta and Climax are two of the craziest things I've seen in a long while. Yeah, climax, I totally want to see. And I actually saw the trailer for Greta for a breakfast pub. Don't! God no, damn that it, trailer spoiled way it. too much. I agree. It did. If you haven't seen the trailer for Greta, don't watch the trailer for Greta. Okay. It shows too much. And the way the movie just shifts is so drastic. It's like a literal 90-degree turn. And it's amazing. So don't watch that trailer. Okay, yeah. Just go watch it. No, I agree. It's a... Yeah, and actually the same with one movie I want, well, a couple movies I want to recommend here, because uh, freaking Cam on Netflix, that movie is amazing. Don't watch the trailer, it spoils almost nearly every, like, Nick, you even saw the trailer, it like, spoils almost all the major scenes in the movie. Yo, which one? Uh, Cam. Cam. Oh, yeah, the, uh, well, y- y- I mean, you don't realize it at the time you're watching it, but yeah, you're basically watching the end of the movie in that in that trailer at points. Yeah. No, but then... Uh, Which it, is not cool. Yeah, no, anything else, I would just say uh, The Favorite was really good. It just barely made it off my list, because it's like, yeah, it's very, very good. I just felt, like, emotionally drained by the end of that movie. Uh, Wildlife, really great indie film that came out, directed by Paul Dano, of all people, which, yeah, was really, really great. Um, Death of Stalin was amazing too. I th- I really really like that movie a lot. And then, uh, eh, everything else I'll just that's fine. Wait, so. wait, question. Did, wait, did you ever see end up seeing Mandy? No, I actually bought the Blu-ray though. So, <laughs> I saw that about a couple days ago. And my the fucking Cheddar Goblin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'll say. Well, they cover it on the game. I don't know if you know what that is, but you'll see it and you'll be like, what the actual fuck is <laughs> Well, I can't wait because uh, I actually introduced this movie to my professor because I just named off a couple of movies that were coming out this year. And he reviewed it and he was just like, Justin, I know maybe you weren't intending it to be like actually considered a serious movie, but I absolutely adored this. <laughs> so I can't wait. <laughs> okay, but that's it. That's it. No more. Yeah, no more. Yeah, no more. <laughs> all right, we're done. This is it. We, we have had an epic length podcast. So... Thank you guys so much. You guys have been awesome. It was really cool hearing your your thoughts on these. Um, J- 
just very, very, very quickly. Shaq, where can they find you? Shaq Excellence, S-H-A-K Excellence on all forms of social media. Also, go listen to my other podcast sequels. That's S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S. Uh, yeah, just go listen to it over on Talk Film Society. That's other good shit. But yeah, hi. Awesome. Nick. <laughs> You can find me at Nick Tice, T-H-Y-E-S, on Facebook or on Twitter, or if you can check out some of my other podcasting projects, including the UGO podcast on Apology to Geek Out, or Pod Against Evil, or Netflix and Kill, all available on iTunes and Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found. Awesome. Uh, Brad? Uh, I'm at Bradley of Martin, and no E in Bradley. You can find me on the Screener Squad, Eye on the Prize. I'll be egging everyone on to compete now that the Golden Globes and the Oscars are coming up. Compete for what? Who knows? But <laughs> bragging rights mostly, I suppose, because, you know, I ain't got money to gamble. And uh, what? My Canadian dollar is worthless, right, Jack? <laughs> I mean, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, London. Um, at Narrative Exam, N-A-R-R-T-I-V-E-E-X-A-M, at Twitter. And um, I'm starting up my own stuff soon. Um, the Narrative Examiner is my company. Just so watch, so look out for that. My site nice. will be coming up soon. Talknarrative.com. Awesome. And yeah, you can find me here. You can find me on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, for the shows here, Eye on the Prize, Breakfast Pub, uh, Screener Squad. And yeah, we occasionally just pop up on other shows too. So thank you guys for listening. I know this was a long investment, but seriously, just if anything, just go out and watch some of the stuff or listen to the stuff that came out in 2018. You will not regret it. This was, this was a banner year. So. All right, then let's just yeah, let's just sign off. So, see you guys. Bye. Happy New Year, Bye. Bye. Happy 2018 New Year. out. Woo. West Coast Avengers disassemble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drop my phone. That's <laughs> that's where we ended. Leave it at you dropping your goddamn phone. <laughs>